Welcome back to Don't Call It a Book Club. My name is Luke. The name's Dan. Ooh. Ooh, we're being spooky. We are in the month of October, the spooky month, mm-hmm. as some are calling it. So we are reading The Hollow Places by T. Kingfisher. A little spooky action here. We we did get this uh, as a recommendation from a user on our subreddit. So thank you for that reminder. Get on the subreddit. Send us some recs. We do take those recs, as I will note. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> Um, okay, so we're talking about a scary book this October. And Luke, I want to tell you about an experience I had just today that that is kind of rare for me. So I was I finished I finished reading last night, got to a good stopping point through chapter 13 or to chapter 13, by the way, good yes. stopping point. Yes. Did we tell people we were reading half? Well, we are now. Okay, we read half of the book. So I finished it last night. Some scary stuff, which we'll get into. This afternoon, I took a little nap. During my nap, had a nightmare. I have not had a nightmare in a while. Nightmare was of some creature that had paralyzed my body and was going to cut my face off. And can I say this? Within the nightmare, I was a little excited. Is that weird? You were excited. I was excited because I was like, one, this is just like that book that we're reading. And like, I wonder what this experience is going to be like. Like, what is my brain? I kind of knew I was in a dream. And I was like, what is my brain going to cook up for what this is like to have my face cut off? (laughs) That's an impressive level of, of like awareness i think i'm a little too much in my head sometimes but okay. i was like i could like acknowledge that i was in a nightmare it was still a nightmare terrifying terrifying could not move my body felt like my face my face was gonna get cut off by a big scary monster um but i was very i think i was very invested in the book because it just really stuck with me you know it sounds like you were um that's very cool I don't, I also don't recall having nightmares very often mm-hmm. now, but, but I never remember dreams. <laughs> so I, I honestly feel like there's a chance that I have nightmares and just don't know it. Oh, interesting. I don't know if that's a thing. It probably is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. You should just record yourself while you sleep and see if you're, if you're well, screaming. <laughs> constantly screaming or ask your neighbors you know that's true that's true hey how often do you hear screams coming from the apartment just curious that i should record myself i think is is the better option just also just to check my form Mm. (laughs) it's key form is key for sure okay so Um, now we're we're into the book we're into the hollow places i got scared i had a nightmare about it but before we talk about the scary stuff in the hollow places, okay. Luke, let's 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 say again, up to chapter thirteen. Up to thirteen, we're halfway through. Before we talk about the scary things, I want to get us started with something a little, a little bit light, a little bit bouncy, you could say. Ooh. In this museum, like in every museum like this, there is a taxidermy of a jackalope. 
Yes. And I just want to say I love, I love the idea of the first person who made a jackalope. Think of how outstanding of a prank it was when somebody first made a jackalope. Because up until that point, I'm assuming a jackalope was one of the first like fake taxidermy animals, right? Let's for the sake of argument, jackalope is the first fake taxidermy animal. And up until that point, if something was taxidermied, it was just an animal that somebody had caught and then you stuffed right. it and mounted it. But the 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 person who was like, "Let's do jackalope." Sir Jackalope was like, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to put antlers on this rabbit." <laughs> I'm creating life here. I'm creating a whole new species. Okay. okay, for for those of us who have been trying to pretend like they know what a jackalope is this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> let's just spell that out for those listeners yeah, that but... are in that situation. Okay, so sorry. If you don't know what a jackalope is, this is going to be great for you. A jackalope is a, a rabbit, a jackrabbit. <laughs> That somebody has taxidermied and added antlers onto. Okay, so the jack is from jackrabbit, yes. Yes. Of course. It's a combination of a jackrabbit and an antelope. And that's what most people would have guessed. Yeah. Of course. Okay. Of course. And I will say, before the internet, I think there were also a lot of people who just like thought a jackalope was real. Myself included, as a young person, before the internet, and I could look it up and be like, oh, it's fake. Okay. Um, real quick, cat's out of the bag. I didn't know what a jackalope was. Sure. Now that I'm hearing it, I that's abs- the most absurd thing I've ever heard. Because <laughs> this whole time, I, for some reason, like was not committing to something. I was like, I kind of vaguely know what that is. Oh, sure. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... You're telling me it's a rabbit with big-ass antlers. Okay, all right, all right. No, 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 no. The antlers aren't huge, okay? They're, they're appropriately sized? They're appropriately sized for the rabbit. Yeah, it's not okay. like moose. It's not like a big moose rack. That this. Well, okay, so I was picturing, when with, with taxidermy, I was picturing, like, real... They took the antlers yeah. from the, the guy yeah. and put them on a separately caught jackrabbit you're telling me that's not the case no that is the case yeah wait but those antlers are going to be huge right oh yeah they're going to cut them down or they're getting like a little young deer antlers or they're finding antlers out in the woods and like carving them to make them they're finding antlers that are appropriately sized okay i'm telling you the antlers if you look at this thing if you the point about a jackalope is if you look at it it looks like a real animal Okay, it doesn't look absurd. It's just a, it's just a, it's a rabbit with antlers. Look up a picture, Luke. Please just okay, look up a picture so you know what the hell we're talking about. At Luke's, home, Luke's if you don't gonna... know what a jackalope is, look up a picture on Google Images, please. So we can have this great discussion about the first person that created a jackalope. Because that, that what? idea was outstanding. Okay, this looks like a real animal. Right? The pictures that I'm seeing... Okay. Okay. It looks real, huh? It does look real. Um, it's a, it's an interesting choice. Mm. To be to like make up. If we're going back to your to your, the thing that you want to talk about, yeah. which is the first person. 
the per- Sir Jackalope who was like, I'm going to, I've got antlers lying around. Let's just stick them on there. <laughs> I got to think. Ugh. Because like, if you're making, if you want to make a cool new animal, like that's not what you would choose. But if you want to make an animal that's going to fool someone and that you could yell at later because you fooled them, I think that's what you would choose. This is interesting, Luke. What you're saying is if you had the idea to modify an animal when you taxidermied it to make a new animal, there is one route where you could go that was making a cool new animal, like putting bald eagle wings on a mountain lion. Right. And Sir Jackalope didn't go that route. Sir Jackalope was like, I want to dunk on Nathaniel next week when he says he's going out hunting for a jackalope. Yes. I Okay, it's definitely a specific kind of person that we're working with. This is very true. He's like, like, I want to fool all the young Daniels into thinking that this is a real animal until they turn how whatever no no no. but 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 you're missing the bigger picture here luke you're missing the bigger picture he's not just fooling children with this the first person that made a jackalope is fooling everyone right (laughs) up until that point because listen up until that point if you had a taxidermied animal it was just a real animal that somebody stuffed okay. and mounted. Okay. I'm talking about the the innovation. The first person who has the innovation to say, we can do more. I love... Okay, you've taken me to a place that I appreciate. That is a visionary. <laughs> this is the um, iPhone of pranks. I'm telling you, this is the iPhone of pranks. Well, but at this point, are we thinking that it was a prank? You're okay. Because I'm actually going the other way now. I I started out as prank, sure. Are you trying to imply that a jackalope is real and the prank is thinking no, 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 that no, it's no. not? No, no, no. I'm not saying that it's real. I'm saying the purpose mm-hmm. of him creating the uh, assuming it's a him, mm-hmm. creating the jackalope mm-hmm. maybe wasn't to prank people. It was maybe like can I do it? <laughs> or maybe it was just like does it, do these look good <laughs> it was because he had a lot of he, he had a lot of rabbits coming in for haircuts and he was like we need a model of some new do for them to try out let's try antlers and then we right. could we could show the rabbits coming in yeah i don't it's gotta be a prank dude come on it's it is very it should be a prank um i will say the picture of a jackalope very different than what i thought a jackalope mm-hmm. was at the beginning of this conversation okay. all right well if you didn't know what a jackalope was look it up and i'm sorry i've kind of spoiled this for you to be honest uh because it's kind of fun to imagine that they're out there hopping around um but i also i just shouts out huge shouts out to the first person who came up with the innovation of changing a taxidermy animal to be a new animal like bravo right yes it seems obvious in in hindsight though i would say i mean so does everything right okay okay we gotta move um i just want to first appreciate uncle whatever his name is 
mm, um, Uncle whatever for the absolute chaos that is his life and belief system. I love it. Mm. The like l- amount and variation in the conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. pretty good. It is very good. I think it would be terrible to have this person as an uncle in an election season that you really care about. Sure. It's something where you're like, hey, I think this is really going to affect our future and the future of the whole country. So, like, I really want to convince you of, of something and have a real discussion about it. I feel like it would be just the worst. It's very interesting that he's a genuinely kind person. Mm-hmm. Because... I typically don't like associate that with people that believe all of these conspiracy theories. Mm. But I don't know if that's a maybe I'm maybe questioning that assumption now. Well, I think okay, so you have to be careful with conspiracy theories because a lot of them can move into like racist territory or anti Semitic territory very quickly. And so, like, some of them, sure, some of them are just like, like Bigfoot. I think is universally just like, whatever, like that one's fine. Mm -hmm. But some of them, like the aliens building the pyramids thing, you can get a little bit like, you can get into some weird, not great places there. Mm -hmm. And so I think you might be right. Like some people who believe in some of these conspiracy theories might need some kind of rationalization for their other kind of busted belief systems that they're working with. Sure. But I think that would make it worse, actually, if I'm trying to have a political conversation with this guy. Wait, you think that him being I think him being kind genuinely would kind would make it worse because it's harder okay. to be like when you don't like I'm assuming I'm not going to succeed because he's going to do whatever he wants anyway. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's just so polite about it is going to be so like, I wish you were just mean i wish i could just be like well he's just an asshole and i'm never gonna change his mind (laughs) do you know what i mean (laughs) i do actually it would probably be more frustrating yeah because you'd be like i feel like i can get there right like you should we should be able to match up here we're both like thinking about the best interest of everybody like come on let's let's get on the same page (laughs) he's like yeah i think just both sides have good points so they do they do (laughs) something else that's extremely frustrating though about his kind of vibe that starts to bring us into the scary stuff that's happening here i imagine every single one of these museums and there's a lot throughout our great country i've been to like three that i i picture when i picture this place like i picture these vividly because i've been to places like this And I feel like every single one of them has to have a store policy to prevent cursed items from getting into the stock. And I Mm. feel like this one has zero. Like, there is no filter. Whatever you want to give, we'll put on a shelf somewhere. And that's not the way to run one of these businesses. You're going to get... It's full of cursed items. It's going to be full of cursed items, like, immediately. Okay, okay. I... It actually would have pictured them wanting cursed items, though. No! What? Like, if I'm trying to run a cool business yeah. that sells interesting things, uh-huh. I feel like I want some cursed items in there. Oh, my God. 
Depending on the curses, sure. Yeah, yeah. Depending on the curses, Luke. I don't think you get to pick and choose your curse when the item comes. Well, then what's up. your what's your system for filtering out cursed items? No then? cursed items. How do you, okay? If this thing has a hint of a curse, a whiff of potential curse, it's not coming in. Okay, okay. Do you have any? Do you have any like suggestions then? Yeah. No. Is it like a vibe? Okay. One, it's a vibe, and this this thing that comes in, this like otter death thing that comes in, has a vibe. A I very significant yes. vibe. And everybody kind of knows it. They're all like, oh, this is a weird thing. All right. We'll put it in. That's got a vibe. Okay. The other thing is, no, no real, no real antiques. I think just no real antiques. You get them all from Taiwan or China <laughs> or wherever he's importing them. They all look, they all look legit. No real antiques. But then you just get that degree of separation where it's like, it can't be cursed. It was made like last year. It was made in 2020. Okay. It's not cursed. Okay. Nobody died. You are taking the heart and soul out of this business, for one thing. Um, I, I think you have somewhat of a point. However, mm. I don't think it should be no cursed items. I think that each potentially cursed item deserves a cost-benefit analysis. Okay. That includes possibility of curse. Mm -hmm. If it's like 50%, it's a cursed item, Mm -hmm. that's a value you can put on it, right? And then, and then likelihood of negative curse, right? And then like value it's bringing to the store. Is it positive or negative on that scale? Okay. Okay. Yeah, this is actually an outstanding. Okay, I'm starting to come around to this a little bit because now I'm in, like I'm envisioning this item. Okay, an item comes into the store. Into the it's a museum. We should say it's not a store. They're not buying these items. They're looking at them. Wait, people aren't buying these items. No, no, they're not. It's not a store. Okay. It's a. It's just a museum. They're not buying the items. Okay, but what I'm envisioning now, you get, uh, let's say, a old scary porcelain doll that comes in and it's like you know classic scary doll for sure you're you're giving this like an 80 percent curse rating okay you you put it in the safe zone for like a week nothing super bad happens so then you put it on the shelf and tourists are like it speaks to me the doll talks to me on the scale of curses definitely cursed Right, and the doll's yes. not saying nice things to you. The doll is saying some horrible things, horrible. Mm-hmm. Like take your take your high school bully and magnify it by ten, just decimating you. Oh, finding like, your like deepest roasts. roast, finding your deepest flaw, and just like pointing it out, shoving a hot poker into it. Okay, definitely cursed, but overall harm that that's doing, pretty low pretty low and yes. a lot of people are gonna come here the talking doll yeah this is my point this is my point. oh this this gets it would be so risky to throw that away it gets so risky though right <laughs> yes okay but but here's the thing at a certain point right if you're if you're bringing in cursed items mm-hmm. and you get known for bringing in cursed items you're getting a lot more people mm-hmm. you're getting more revenue okay at a certain point, you can afford to pay people to test out cursed items. 
And then it gets much safer. <laughs> All right. I'll say this because we're getting into this territory right now. This is reminding me a lot of Luke. You're probably not familiar with this internet site called the SCP Foundation. It's essentially, it's essentially a fan fiction about a fake government agency that deals with cursed things in the world okay i uh, listener if you have not looked at this at all i would recommend giving it a, a glance checking out some of the articles on there very fun website but this is like this is like the premise of that is like <laughs> essentially getting enough money where you can then pay a lab to test cursed items for you <laughs> and assign a value to like how cursed they are and how bad it's gonna be which I actually love. I love that that vibe. And I think, you know, if if Uncle, whatever his name was smart, he would be running something like this. But yeah, yeah. Got to get organized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the feel of this episode so far, by the way. <laughs> it's very loose. Um, okay, quick question for you. Yeah. When did you like actually start to feel a little spooked in this book? Uh, the writing. When we got English writing. Okay, that was top level spooky. That was peak spook. Mm -hmm. To be, okay. Um, I wasn't really that spooked when they were in the fog in the middle of the islands everywhere. It It wasn't getting me that much. I would agree. I think my first, like, I I didn't get that scared when we got into the wall mm-hmm. and saw the dead body. Mm-mm, no. I was I was like, okay, we're starting to get somewhere, mm-hmm. but I wasn't there yet. I think when I really started to feel it was in the school bus. Mm. I think largely because, like, if I look back on it, it doesn't seem like that scary, mm-hmm. but I think it was written really well mm-hmm. in the way that they reacted to things. And then very quickly after that, I was reading this book late at night mm-hmm. and we got to the writing on the wall part and that's when I stopped for the night. <laughs> yes, yes. The children didn't get me, but the writing on the wall very much got me. I think the first writing was like, they can hear your thoughts or they know what you're thinking. I think it was phrased more scarily than mm-hmm. that, but yes. Something like that. And the fact that it was in English, because before it was just like this weird zone who knows what's going on? But then it's like, ooh, ooh. Yeah, it got me there. That was where it got me. Okay. The first quote definitely got me. The second quote, honestly, not as good. Oh, I'll say I, it. I thought The it second was... quote, I get it now. And I like knew that I was going to understand it later. Mm-hmm. But I think that less gravity was applied to it by the fact that like pray that they are not hungry. No. Or sorry, pray that they are hungry. That's why it got me, Luke. See, for some reason, I was like, okay, I know that this is going to make sense later, but just like on first read, it could have been scarier. See, that one got me, I think, more than the first one. Because I'm envisioning like a beast out there. And like the fact that you're praying that they're hungry, I'm envisioning that it's coming to eat them. And the fact that you're praying that it's hungry is like, you're hoping that it eats you because the if it doesn't eat you, it's way worse. Which is, it turns out, it is what happened with our, our buddy that has his, like, half of his body gone, right? Right. 
I think that the, it was going for the like unknown aspect mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. often is scary. For some reason, it wasn't as much to me. For some reason, this unknown didn't hit me as bad as other I unknowns. See. Mm-hmm. I and guess. I don't have a good reasoning why, but I just wanted to, I wanted to offer that because I it might mm. be a hot take. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough, Luke. What do we think about Simon? Um, okay, Simon is Simon's the, the buddy guy with, that's with Carrie. Yeah, I'm. I don't think I don't think I have strong opinions on Simon. That's fascinating because Simon seems like a huge character. Simon seems like a lot of a guy. Okay, like Simon. Here's here's like when when I was first realizing Simon was a big was a big character carrot is like hey simon i got a hole in my wall can you come help me do repairs and he's like yeah yeah yeah. hold on let me just get my stuff and i'll come right over and do that and simon shows up wearing a top hat Ooh. simon shows up to do home repair in a top hat not practical at all extremely unpractical actually and he's wearing it while he's like getting ready to do home repair in this museum the fashion like the fashion of simon is huge it is okay yes i let me let me go back because now that you have said this i i i'm refining my thoughts on simon Mm -hmm. i love simon agreed and the reason is because i think simon is one of those people that like is not intentionally loud about himself mm-hmm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. but when you delve a little bit deeper you're like you're the most interesting person i've ever met 100% i mean this is like he tell he has the story of almost getting eaten by an alligator and carrot's like wait wait hold on what yeah and he's not going around like bragging about this this is right. just like a story that he has. Fascinating. Fascinating, Simon. Tell me more. No, I to- and I yeah. think I think his style is also that way. Like I don't think he's necessarily like peacocking. Like I don't think he's trying to get a bunch of attention. I think he just right. loves wearing a top hat and is like, like I like this hat. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm very into it. He also knows how to make a mean cup of coffee. Like great friend right like you want simon as a friend for sure for sure no question um okay they so they they're in this zone Mm -hmm. and okay we've already talked about the school bus and the writing on the wall well before we go deep in the zone though they see a body and this is probably going to be a short discussion but like what are we doing not calling the cops guys i get that there was a little there was like a little bit of discussion of like i don't want to go to prison and it was like yeah that's fair don't you don't have to be involved simon just like go home and i'll carrot will call the cops and be like i just found this dead body right then the only reasoning is i don't want them in the store and preventing business there is a body in a mysterious hole in the wall of your store. Here's here's the thing about the body, okay? They're worried about a big investigation. Mm-hmm. 
this body has clearly been dead for like decades. <laughs> right. It's a long time. You were not a suspect. So I just, I don't picture a big, like, murder investigation in this small town with, like, some bones. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. This is like an uncovering of a body. It's not like an active yeah. crime scene. Honestly, great business for the museum. Right. How much spookier would it be if they were like, yeah, and I heard they found a dead body in the walls. Here's, hey, hey, cops. You're not gonna. You're not really gonna do a huge investigation, right? Do you mind if we keep the bones? Give me them bones. We'll take just one or half the bones. We can split it. You know. <laughs> give me some. Give me the funny ones. <laughs> I'm working on a. I'm working on a marimba made out of rib bones. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Big, big mistake. Um. <clears throat> I will say, I think there is a certain thing that happens in horror, some horror books and movies, where your main characters are just not making great choices. And there's another mm -hmm. instance of this that happens later. I think this is just a thing. It's got to happen where we obviously as an audience are like, oh, yeah, that was a, why would you do that? Don't do that. Mm -hmm. Don't open that door. Don't go into the basement. Right. Things like that. It's just got to happen. And I think this is one of those things. It was right. Like, it just, it's, they just can't call the cops. Right. It's part of the genre. Mm -hmm. Right. Sure. Sure. Okay. One thing that ahead. I'm impressed with them about is they managed to sleep in here. Oh, this was, this was the part that was most unrealistic to me. If we're being honest. <laughs> she, she fell asleep very quickly too. Incredible. <laughs> Right, like, I'm, like, I don't know if I find it unrealistic. I think I'm just impressed with the sleep game. I like, I went camping oh last weekend, mm -hmm. and it was a little chilly, mm -hmm. not super comfortable, and I wasn't even scared. And like, no sleep for me. Right. Th this is my thing. Like, when I'm camping, usually first night you're in a spot, it's hard to sleep that first night. Second night, mm -hmm. sure, you can usually get some decent sleep. But first night in a new place, that's rough. On top been, of that, you've been if drinking I've, laced coffee the whole time? Right. <laughs> and you're finding like cryptic messages about things coming to get you and like dead bodies? No. I, no. I've pulled all nighters in college for like nothing. I've pulled all nighters in college to like write an essay. I'm not sleeping. I, there's no way I'm sleeping. Right. Or here's the deal. We're going to have a sh we're going to have a watch. All right, Simon, we're going to have a watch. Somebody's watching the door all night. So you wake me up when you get tired and then I'll watch the door. Mm -hmm. I'm not just we're not just both going to sleep. No, I will. I will say if I'm ever in a scenario mm -hmm. in which someone wants to set up a watch system, it's not happening. What? <laughs> Why not? I'm going to... Okay, this is going very anti to my previous point, but I'm going to fall asleep. <laughs> Luke, I... See, it I would actually... terrible. I would be so excited about it. Because in like... Anytime you're playing D&D &D 
and you have to sleep through the night. And there's always a watch because who knows what'll come out of the woods. I think it's exciting. I'd love to be. I'd love to be camping, and have a watch that goes through the are whole you, night. Okay, quick question: When you're the watch person, mm-hmm. are you allowed to have something to pass the time? Yes, for sure. Or do you need to be vigilant? No, no, no. no. You can like whittle. Or or hum okay. a new sad song that you're working on. Okay, but that's not that is. I'm talking about like, can I, uh, can I work on my script for my screenplay? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, that's totally okay. fine. Yeah, yeah. I think that's how a lot of cowboy movies got written. Probably yes, that sounds right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I should I should have brought this other one up actually. Would have been a better transition because this is another terrible decision mm. that they made. They are not super great at like having an internal compass. Oh no. This was the one this is the one where I was like, this like as soon as they left their island, I was like, they're not getting back to that island. Yeah. She was like, I'll put a stick here. Yeah. I know where it is. Uh, no, well, you don't. You clearly this is so bad. She's going to put a stick. I think, okay. Oh, God, Luke. Part of this, uh, part of this that really, like, gets me going is the fact that, like, you have, like, the laws of physics are broken completely. Like, right. Yes. how you thought the world works, it doesn't anymore. As soon as you go in this place, nope. Everything you thought before may or may not be true. Like, okay, you're you're saying you're saying before you even get to the part with like the school bus and the people being like on the other side of something, just when you cross into this world where like one side is cement and one side is drywall, that's when you suspend like assumptions about the physical world. Yeah, that's when your level of caution goes to a 100 out of 100. Mm-hmm. because gravity gravity could suddenly flip upside down while you're there great example or your blood could all turn solid mm-hmm. just like what all things you gotta plan for. <laughs> but this is my point you know nothing like you know nothing about this right <laughs> and you're gonna put a stick you're gonna put a stick in your island to be like oh yeah we just have to look for those two trees you know, we all know how trees work. In this weird zone, in this weird zone, we know how these weird trees work. Mm-hmm. This, yeah, this was a clear mistake as soon as I read it. We all knew, we all knew when they left their island, they're not getting back, at least for a while. Nope. Bring a string, bring a really, really long string, maybe breadcrumbs dan give me some breadcrumbs yeah those wouldn't float away at all there aren't satanic geese in this world luke who are gonna eat your breadcrumbs come on they don't have to be satanic dan they're certainly not angelic geese okay what's up with the riverboat guy Mm, maybe he's just lost like he took a wrong turn yeah, in Venice actually... somewhere and was like, I don't remember this much fog. <laughs> you know, that could be, honestly. 
I mean, the dude that has his organs coming out, he just got lost in some kudzu vine or kudzu or however you say that. Right. How Okay. How do people like learn what they have learned? So, okay. We get everything from this one guy. Mm-hmm. I feel like he has a lot of information. He does. Yes. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know how anyone would determine that they find you by you thinking about them. That feels, that feels like crazy amounts of knowledge to me. Right. I will say somebody built the bunkers and the, yes. the person or entity that built the bunkers had to know something about how the, the thing worked, right? Mm-hmm. So the information is out there and the dude who the organ guy had kind of gone out into the world and it seemed like he'd been here a little while, right? Yeah, I have a very vague sense of how long he could have been here. Mm-hmm. It could be like anything in my mind. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean like there's like a there's like a sign when they're getting closer, right? You like feel the vibrations when they get closer. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, but the process of like uh, maybe I just have to not think about them. How do you come to that as the solution? Right. This feels like something that has to have been like passed down mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. continuously by graffiti of various languages on the walls right mm-hmm. i'll say i'll say this though luke to my earlier point we don't even know if that's how any of this works that's very true we're taking a lot of assumptions here from a from a boy with with no skin um i will also say if you have time to scratch, pray that they aren't hungry. Sorry, pray that they are hungry. Uh-huh. Like you have time for more information. <laughs> right. Like, let's see a source on that, please. <laughs> let's get a reference. Give me some more. Give me some more tips. Hmm. Like for staying alive. Like bullets don't work. It's it's also not helpful at all. The information that you have given me. It's well, just scary. No. What are you, Luke? It's telling you to do something. I I mean it's it's literally saying pray that they're hungry, right? In this for all we know, that's not an ominous warning. That is a command because th- you're supposed to not think about them. Mm. So, if I'm maybe it's like literally a command, pray that they are hungry. Maybe it's literally like listen. You need to pray that they are hungry. Okay. Like, this isn't even something they considered. That's true. Maybe that's the solution. That could, I, I, you're coming around on it. I feel good about this, actually. <laughs> they were, like, lost in the woods, and they were like, we just can't think about them. But really, all they had to do was pray that they're hungry, and they'd show up with, like, a Big Mac and fries and be like, you guys want some? Quick quick easy solution um that the scratcher of these walls should have put in a less ominous way (laughs) i mean limited time luke (laughs) it's very true you got to be concise anytime you're writing first lesson of writing be concise get Mm -hmm. to your point 
cut out those extra words. I guess the second lesson is no, you know your audience, so probably not, probably not great here. But I feel like if I was the person scratching, my vibe would be so much different. <laughs> All right, Luke, how are you? How are you scratching words as a warning? I'm not doing a warning. Okay, what's yeah? What are I'm you just doing? like, hey. It's going to be okay. Because <laughs> like, like in my mind, like, okay, all of these people die and they have like no chance, right? <laughs> so I just want to make these guys feel a little bit better for a few minutes. Luke's over here tweeting an inspirational quote. <laughs> and like, yeah, this will make somebody's day a little better. Like I'm not, I'm going to be there like, okay, do I want to scare them? Let's let's ba- let's let's assume that the prey thing is not literal gonna work. Sure. I feel like I'm like I'm not gonna scare him. That's not very useful. <laughs> so instead, Luke's gonna put up like you miss all the shots you don't take. <laughs> I just I, this place has enough negative energy. I think. <laughs> Luke, I would hate that even more, honestly. <laughs> I, if I read that on the wall and I saw the bullet casings, I would be like, oh, good. Somebody shot the guy that wrote that. <laughs> Thank you. There is a chance that it would it would come out even more ominous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I, we'll, we'll workshop it. If it sounds too positive, like it, you have to wonder who wrote it, right? Yes, and if it's like if they're like have gone insane or something. No, so. or it's the monster. If it's like if it's something like yeah, but if be it, docile and sleep is, out in the open. Yeah, but if the monster's writing that, I'm like, I can outsmart this guy. <laughs> That's giving me more confidence. Which again is my point. This is what I'm doing. Luke wants a confidence boost. Okay, all right, Luke. Well, sure. I'm sure after you saw those kids in a bus. You'd want to see a really nice inspirational quote to lift your spirits. That's, right. That's fair. Why not? Um, I want to talk about the end. Do you have any notes before we talk about the the very end of this section? No, I'm on board. Okay. So we're halfway through the book. They've just left the zone. Um, I'm kind of worried because there's zero chance they go back in, right? Like, literally zero chance, no way ever, that they're like, oh, I left my lucky pocket watch back there. We got to go back for it. Or, oh, my little cousin, he, I think he, he's back there. We got, like, there's no chance at all they're going back, right? Right. I hadn't really thought about this, but yes. Oh, that boat guy. I was really interested in his whole vibe. Come on. Maybe we should go back. No, definitely no. I would agree. So what's the other half of this book going to be like? Is it just going to be an instructive guide to sealing a concrete wall? Like, all right, we got to buy 50 Mm -hmm. pounds of concrete. Uh, We've got to frame the door. Mm -hmm. Because like... There's literally nothing that's going to get them back 
in there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yes, the, this is a good point for us to, to maybe finish up with some predictions. Mm hmm. Um, I f- so I feel like it's got to have something to do with uncle conspiracy theory. Guy. Oh, you think like the uncle gets home from surgery and is like, oh, wait. Hey, did you guys go in the attic while I was gone? I I kind of sealed that up for a reason. It's there's a lot of mildew and like water damage. Right. <laughs> You're going with the black mold theory. Oh, um, no, no, no. I just like there's just a lot of water up there. Could be. I think my theory is that the uncle knows about this place. Mm. And we're going to learn that our duo has messed something up and they have to go fix it. No. Luke, hold on. Because I'm going to need some more specifics. What did I mess up that is so bad? I'm going to go back into this zone where I could get stuck forever. actually, Actually, hang on, hang on. Because there is a big ass city in here that we have not explored. Yeah, sure. That sounds rad as hell. Oh my God, no! Yeah, yeah, give me a, all you have to do is get over the, the trees. I can do that. Luke, Luke. No. We're going in with jetpacks, Dan. <laughs> they're going to flag, you're saying they're going to flag down the boat boy and get a little uh, scenic architecture tour of the city. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That sounds cool. Yeah. You, you're telling me you're not interested? You know what? Now that I think about it, on the one hand, you've got the risk of having your whole body totally fucked up in a serious like, and traumatic way. But on the other hand, maybe there's some cool gothic architecture. Right. Could be. Could be. Um, We also only have one example, well, maybe two, of what they do when they're not hungry. Maybe maybe it's like a couple bad things and then the other guys get something cool as hell. You know? Maybe it's like, maybe it's like somebody who's learning how to do body piercings. And, like, these are just the first two. And now they're, like, so good at it. Right. Now they're like, yeah, I'll pierce your nipples, and it will not hurt at all. Are you down? I, it's in, interesting to go body piercings, because I was going to go, like, make, like, upgrade humans, you mm. know? Yeah. And the first two experiments were tough. You but see- now, I ask the boat guy his... He's rowing at 100 miles per hour now. It's incredible. I don't think he was rowing ahead. Doesn't get tired. I think if there's a possibility for a venom sack, I'm in. Okay. Here's, okay. All right. Here's my prediction. Dude that sent them, this artifact shows up and is like, hey, I actually need that back. And they're like, oh, well, you are a longtime contributor to the museum. So we got to go get it. I know that they took it out and they put it back on a shelf somewhere. 
I'm imagining it went right back in. Mm-hmm. They gotta go. Sure. They gotta go get it. You made you made fun of me for them having a bad reason for going back. This is the worst reason. I mean, he he donates so much stuff to the museum, though. Okay. And it turns out this artifact is worth like a lot of money, and he's got to make a down payment on his house. Like his mortgage is coming due, and he's like, "Okay, I just went. You to, go get it, buddy. <laughs> I just went to Antiques Roadshow, and they told me that was worth fifty thousand dollars. I know I donated it to the museum. I really need that back, though. I mean, mm. he's your uncle's buddy, right? That's very true." All, all of these are very feasible options. Um, oh, I just thought of what it's going to be. Uh, sorry. I just thought of what it's going to be. Okay. The ex-husband shows up to come visit the museum. Oh, talked about the ex-husband. Yeah, Mark or whatever. He comes to visit the museum and Carrot's like, I got to hide. Uh, and she's like looking around trying to find a place to hide as he's like meandering through the museum. And she's like, well, there is that. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go in the hole. I got to hide in the hole. And she jumps in there to get away from her ex that that sounds right to me i think i do think that the x comes into play here um i think another possibility is the x accidentally goes in and then carrot has to be the bigger person be like even though i don't love him and i'm really scared i have to go save him because i'm a good person this is almost it i'm gonna tweak it a little bit and here's how i'm gonna tweak it x comes to visit She's like, hold on one second. I got to go get something out of the back. She goes to like compose herself, comes back. He's gone. He's not in the museum. And the hole is now open where they had covered it before. And she's like, oh, no. Mark went into the, we got to go get him. Grabs Simon. They go find, they're go on a quest to try and find him. They don't find him. Come back to the real world. He is at the coffee shop the whole time next door. Yes. And Carrot's like, I... fuck you. I never want to see you again. <laughs> that sounds right to me. I think we've got a lot of good options. Mm-hmm. Any of these could be it. I I think that's a good one. I'm sticking with jetpacks to the city. Um We'll, but we'll figure it out next week. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be wrapping this up next week, Luke. And I mean, I I, I will say I hope I don't have any more nightmares because I, I don't I don't love them just objectively. I think they're typically kind of not great. Okay, but I will have plenty of hot takes this week. It will still be dumb nerds. 